Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good morning, Northlanders. Yes, we are here on a Friday, the uh, 19th of January. Um, tomorrow, the uh, Green Bay Packers take on who, Kenny? Uh, they take on, uh, uh, I think it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 49ers. Isn't it? Yeah. 49ers. There you go. San Francisco. It's going to be a boring okay. game. You think so? Well, it's going to be played in San Francisco. It should be played at Lambeau. <laughs> well, that's true. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be much nicer. You won't have to worry about snowballs <laughs> and those kinds of things. So uh, D- Midwest Communications, uh, WDSM, 710 AM, the game is your home for Packer football. So uh, Saturday, that's tomorrow, Brad, at San Francisco, yes. uh, Green Bay Packer football, 5 o'clock on the pregame. Again, 710 AM, the game. And I do need to add this notation this okay. will be the last Packer game of the year, well, of the season, on seven ten. Win even or lose, if they win, win or lose. Oh, even, okay. Contractual so, obligations with the NFL, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, oh, are they going to do that nonsense? Well, again, going forward, bury the playoff game. Someplace? Yes. Let's assume the Packers win; they'll be in the NFC Championship game. And sadly enough, uh, we will not be carrying that. That goes then to uh, affiliates. I, I'm sorry, yeah. non-affiliates to the... Uh, and you'll probably have to see it or listen to it on Peacock or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about listening to it. But uh, this Saturday, uh, Packer football, 5 o'clock pregame at San Francisco. And we will carry this game. But after this, if the Packers continue to win, we won't have them on the radio. So, yeah. So you you called it last week. What are you calling this week? Um, I don't know when this ends, but I think that this team is able to beat San Francisco because Minnesota beat San Francisco. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I don't know how to call the game. I do know that uh, you know that San Francisco has a couple of Really great players. They've got a great tight end. They've got a great running back in McCafferty. Um, but other than that, I don't know much about their defense, so I'm not going to try to make a call. They've got a real good defense. Do they? Good. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, have you seen Have you seen the latest, by the way, on the Green Bay Packers? I don't know. What's that? What they're being criticized for Uh-oh. and some sources on the media. Hmm. The uh, it comes out that evidently don't tell me uh, selling too okay. much beer at Lambeau. No, oh. no, no. Okay, no. This was from this is leftover from last week uh, down at Dallas. Okay. Any idea? No, uh, I'm stumped. It, it turns out that a couple of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders oh. have come, yeah, have come out and said. That the Green Bay Packers disrespected them and uh, got to the point that they almost made them cry in the way they acted and dealt with them after uh, scoring a touchdown against against, uh, Dallas. Those terrible football men (laughs) on the Green Bay Packers. What did they do, Brad? Or what did they claim well, to do? Evidently, it was just things that they said to the cheerleaders after they had scored. Um... You know things like that. Uh, well, here, here's the story right here. On the uh, on the verge of tears, 
Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders accuse Packer players of verbal abuse. A Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, and they did name her in here, the uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader named Darian Lassiter in a viral video. Darian? D-A-R-I-A-N. Darian? 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 And there was a second one as well, another uh, another girl that came out, uh, Jensen Merrill. Strange first names. Anyway, they all they both uh, reported that after the now, uh, see, Packers you're making fun of the touchdown. cheerleaders too. You're making fun of their names. No, I'm just saying they're kind of confusing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, I've I've the one this uh, Darian Lassiter was the first one that came out on video and said I've never been experienced such disrespect from the other teams players to the cheerleaders in my five years as an NFL cheerleader. Okay. They started yelling at us. She she stated, I understand the playoffs is a unique and and a huge deal. Uh, I truly get it, but that does not mean your humbleness. Uh, mean does that does not mean your humbleness and respect for women flies out the window. Fellow cheerleader Jensen Merrill also chimed in by adding a comment to the video saying, I was literally on the verge of tears. Oh, geez. Well, as as the out, uh, outkick noted, Green Bay is one of the few teams that has no pro cheerleaders themselves. What? Having it. Yeah, no, they don't. They ended their formal cheerleading squad all the way back in 1988. Oh, come on. <clears throat> no, I'm not kidding you. I didn't they know They don't that. have cheerleaders. No. And, well, here's what they've done. Green Bay does have use some various Wisconsin college cheer squads on a limited basis. They'll bring in, you know, University of Madison or some other Wisconsin college. They'll let them cheer on the sidelines. There, are, believe it or not, there are six teams in the NFL that do not have cheerleaders. Would you care to guess who they might be? Who? The Bills, the Bears, the Browns, the Chargers, the Giants, and the Steelers, along with Green Bay. That's interesting, Brad, because when you think of cheerleaders in the NFL, I think a lot of us think immediately of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. They're iconic. Right. Yes, absolutely iconic. And Dolly Parton, uh, when she, when she was, uh, oh, what was the event that she was at? And she uh, dressed up like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader hmm. during halftime. Remember that? How did they find a halter to fit? Well, you know, <laughs> she's Dolly's. Now, Brad, <laughs> you get a good seamstress. No, That's how. It's Friday. What can I say? Oh, okay. So, so where do we start today, Kenny? Um, it's always best this... to start at the top. Okay, let's start at the beginning then. There, I saw a piece this morning <clears throat> by Hunter Biden's. What is the what is this term that he keeps using? Sugar brother. Yeah, that's, what does that mean? That's that. Uh... What's his name again? Kevin or Keith Morris or Morris? Or... Morris. Uh, yeah, he's the guy attorney, that's looked, one of his he's attorney. younger than me, but looks like he could be my dad. Yes. That guy. And and looks to me like he doesn't wash his hair very often. Is this ethical, <laughs> what he's doing? I don't know. That that was my question. He Well, he says 
He says, look, there was, I, I have done nothing wrong. I helped a friend, a buddy of mine, somebody that I like. I helped him with his tax uh, commitment. I gave him money, loaned him money without having a formal loan agreement. And there is nothing in United States law that says I can't do that. Now, he ended up, you know, most of us think he loaned him about a million dollars. It turns out he loaned him over two million. In fact, they're not sure exactly Brad, how much. Who likes somebody that much? <laughs> I mean, we're not talking 20, 50 bucks, even 100. We're talking millions. Something yeah. ain't adding up here. There's got to be more no. than meets the eye here, Brad. We're talking yeah, exactly. millions of dollars. What kind of exactly. access has he been granted because of this? You know, Joe's the big well, guy. That's right. Well, supposedly he was given a small porch, like a 10% share in one of these phony baloney foundations or organizations that Hunter has set up that was used to um, loan out communist Chinese money, among other groups, I guess. I don't know. Wow, this is starting to stink. I wonder if it, it is. he's been investigated. And uh, I don't know, do the American uh, people, do they? does the American voter think that this is okay? Well, I don't know. We're going to find out. By the way, it has come out this morning that uh, Hunter Biden has agreed to show up at the uh, Senate or the House subcommittee that's investigating all of this on, I believe it is the... I think it's February 25th or 26th. There's a date, and I, I didn't write it down here, but I, we'll, we'll get into it, I'm sure, as it gets closer and closer. But he has agreed to show up and answer questions. And knowing that all of the information that happens at this trial is going to be immediately released to the public and to the media. Now, the head of the committee, I think it's Comer or something like that, he he uh, came out t today as well after the word came out that uh, they've agreed or made it come to a mutual agreement that Hunter Biden will appear with his attorneys to answer questions by the committee. And Comer, I think, came out and said something to the effect, I'm not quoting him exactly, but he said, he better not think he can show up at this committee and just plead the Fifth Amendment, because if he does that, it's going to really darken uh, Joe Biden, his dad, and everything else, if he can't answer questions. If if when we ask him a question, if his attorney reaches over and covers his mic and says, uh, my client cannot answer that question uh, because he's uh, pleading the Fifth Amendment, uh, he does not want to incriminate himself. So it, it it's going to be very uh, interesting. But he evidently took this uh, chance to agree to show up at the committee rather than being charged with the violating subpoenas. So, you know, whatever that means. Anyway, a, a couple of interesting things, side effects uh, to the election coming up. You know now we're what? We're only about a week away, I think, from the New Hampshire primaries. And I had said, uh, not knowing how New Hampshire works that much, I had said all along that I, I thought that New Hampshire might be seriously different than the Iowa caucuses were because obviously Nikki Haley has been working New Hampshire really, really hard. And New Hampshire is one of those open primary states where you can 
if you are an independent, somebody that's considered an independent, you can cross over and you can vote, uh, you know, you can vote as an independent, but you can vote in the Republican or Democratic case. And so a lot of the talking heads in the media were saying that's going to give Nikki Haley a big step up. Well, that was before I started reading some of the stories coming out of New Hampshire about the polling numbers. Get this. Former President Trump is dominating the polls in the early voting states, putting him more than 30 points ahead of his closest competitor, according to new polling. The uh, now has it, it now there has been insight set on New Hampshire because he won big in Iowa. There's they're setting their sights on New Hampshire. Trump traveled to the to the Granite State this week after his Iowa victory in which he dominated his GOP opponent by winning 98 of 99 counties. At caucus day approach, it was anticipated that Trump, who has a commanding lead over his opponents in all primary polling across the nation, would dominate in Iowa while Trump is ahead by double digits in New Hampshire. Some recent polling shows Trump and Haley neck and neck. Independents can vote in Republican primaries in the state, which could be beneficial to Haley, who has, who some have cast as a more moderate Republican. The latest poll that just came out from the American Research Group released Tuesday shows Trump and Haley tied at 40 among the state's likely Republican uh, voters. However, but another New Hampshire poll released Wednesday by Suffolk University, the Boston Globe, and NBC10 shows Trump with 50% support among those likely to vote in the primary. Haley in that poll stands at 34% and DeSantis at just 5 The new poll shows Trump with a massive 61 to 34 lead over Haley among registered Republicans, while Haley tops Trump 44 to 38 among independents. So even if she pulls that kind of things, she's not going to get, uh, you know, to where she needs to be. Anyway, we've got to, we've got uh, we've got our friend T.J. Thorlikson uh, from the tax organization uh, that we talk to every fo- every uh, Friday on on the phone. T.J., how are you today? I'm I'm just ducky. <laughs> <laughs> Are you starting to find that your workload as you get closer and closer to tax day is really starting to pile up? Well, and I'm not sure if I should like be upset with you about that or happy with you about that, because most of them are calling because they hear what we do on Fridays. And I, I think that's great because at least you know, lets me know that what we're doing is helping. In fact, this Absolutely. week was a lot of calls about that COVID, you know, the people that have the COVID loans and they just don't yeah. have the money to pay it. And so I've had a lot of calls right. on that and. So I thought we could have like a fun, controversial topic this morning as to how to go to jail really quickly. And so <laughs> I'm actually, you know, hearing about this. And, you know, we own the Jackson Hewitts, too. And somebody just pulled this little maneuver off the other day by going to one of my different offices and snuck around me. But I thought it's worth talking about. And that is, you know, an example, you know, we all say you can do the taxes any way you want. And you do them online. Fine. You just have to know the rules. And here's one of the things that people are doing, and i got to preface this by saying I am not encouraging anyone to do this. This is illegal. I mean, as worse as it can get. 
but people don't understand that. They realize that there's different filing statuses, so they say head of household is good, and you get the earned income credit. So a married couple has to choose between married filing single, you know, separately, or married filing jointly, okay? And if you do that, you don't get the credits and the benefits if you file separately when you file jointly. But you get all kinds of benefits when you file the two returns on, you know, different. So the husband and the wife will file separate returns, call themselves head of household, even though they're married. So that's where the lying part comes in. And because of that, they put just their income on their return, not the whole household on one return, their individual ones on two separate ones, then their income's lower, then they get a bunch of free money from the government. And people say, yeah, but if they don't want us to do it, why put those choices in there? And if you do it online, you will get that extra money until the IRS catches up with you. And they're going to (laughs) say, well, why did you file this? Because you're married and you should have filed married. And see, it's just a a little tiny thing that you hear about on YouTube or something, and you think, well, that's a good way to do it. And if they're getting all that money, why don't I? And that's why I'm in the tax business to kind of, and that's why we do this on Fridays is to tell people, look out, because here's what would happen. You know, I did some math earlier. And the household was like 35000 each. Parent, you know, each uh, husband and wife make thirty five each. If you filed separately in a head of household, you could get around $12,000 of free money, earned income credit, from the government. That's $24,000. Well, that's wow. pretty tempting to lie, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, IRS, for some, yes. Yep. The IRS catches you. They're going to say, well, we want that 24000 back, but now it's late, so we want a 15% penalty for being late. And we want 8% oh, interest boy. for every, you know, day that you were behind. And sure. if you find, then they'll look for one more year because, see, they found an error. So they'll look one more year back. And if you've been doing this for three or four years going, they never catch me. It's a piece of cake. Well, three or four years, now you're doing it habitually. Now they have the right to actually throw you in jail for tax fraud because it's really tax fraud because you are married and you're filing saying you're not married. And that's right. a little a thing can turn into jail, and that's why people need to know about tax stuff, because it's not getting easier. <laughs> nope, it's not getting any easier, but it will get yeah, easier if you use Thorlick's and tax service, and that's what I'm here to tell you this morning, is that if you want some straight answers to your questions, write this phone number down right now, 218-279-1920. He'll give you the straight answers, help you out and has helped out a number of people already to the point that they've gotten real nice returns coming back. So T.J. Thorlickson might just be the guy to help you out uh, in your tax issues in the coming year and in maybe in the years in the past as well. So please write that number down, 218-279-1920. I don't mean to cut you short today, T.J., but we're running tight schedule here, so uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much. Uh, We enjoy these conversations on Friday, and they do a lot of people good. Thank you very much. Thorlickson Tax Service. All right. Talk to you next. Kenny, we got to take our first break. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1132. Canal Park, Brad, Army Corps of Engineers. How about three above? Now, the winds are out of the... uh, Northwest at about 12 miles an hour, so we're still uh, fighting uh, these cold temperatures, these cold wind chills, uh, currently one below at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And just to kind of put into perspective how cold this weather is, 
um, or really how cold zero is. For instance, it's zero right now in McGregor at uh, Isidore Iverson Airport, McGregor, Minnesota. How you doing? Zero degrees. That's 32 degrees below freezing. Ooh. Freezing being 32 degrees. Right. Zero is 32. In other words, liquid, liquid will freeze at 32. If you're zero, you're going to freeze quick. Well, it, it's funny because I heard this a long time ago, and it really kind of made me think of just how cold zero is when you put it that way. Zero is 32 degrees below freezing. <laughs> Uh, so so did did you get any snow in the Northland last night? Was there any around the area or anything? After midnight. After midnight. We're going to let it all hang yeah, out. We're going to let it One-tenth all One-tenth of an inch, out. Brad. That's all. That's all. Stinking nothing. Not much. Nine inches so far this month, which is below normal. 16.8 on the season, which is 29 inches below normal. So 16.8 inches so far this winter. This time... One year ago, we had already received 72.5. Wow. Yeah. Big, big differences. So, so Kenny, what's your, what's your take on this uh, uh, polling and stuff that I came out with this morning, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting because I had always uh, kind of been led to believe that New Hampshire's a whole different ball game. Haley's going to move into New Hampshire, steal all the well, independent It's a different votes. arrangement than Iowa. Big time. Because you can yeah. go in and vote for anybody, anyhow, regardless of uh, your party affiliation. But it sounds like these numbers that they're talking about, uh, even even with that likelihood of that happening, that Trump's still quite a ways ahead. Yes. I don't think it's going to be as wide as Iowa, and I think the numbers are reflecting that. But listen, we heard from Bill O'Reilly in that segment that he has, the Bill O'Reilly yes. report. He right. really summed it up, Brad. I think the attacks on Donald Trump, the relentless attacks from the left. They're just not having an impact. And it's really, well, yeah, but more so, I think that, and what is their uh, mantra, if you will? What is their uh, uh, cheering point? Their rallying who, the cry. Democ- who, the Democrats? Yes. Well, it's it's try to pile on, pile on as much as you can at Trump. Hope that he will be buried and and leave to do or go what away. to save to... our democracy. Oh uh, yeah. Well, let's turn yeah. that around, Brad. Who is interfering with our democracy more than exactly the Democrats? Exactly. So there and might that's... be a lot of dumb Republicans. I'm sorry, there might be some dumb Republicans, <laughs> but I think the most of them are pretty smart and not as dumb as the Democrats. Well, and and you see more and more states like Maine now, and I believe Washington State also in the last day or two said, nah, forget this whole deal about keeping Trump off the ballot. We're, we're just not going to do that. That We're going to leave that up to the Supreme Court. That's where it's going to end up anyway. So we're we're going to leave him on the ballot. If the Supreme Court comes out and says he can't be on the ballot, well, that's a whole different deal. But uh, we're just going to leave it that way. You, you know, you have some states that are fighting it on their own. But even Minnesota and even Wisconsin came out. You know, the governor of Wisconsin, who's about as lefty as you can get, came out and said, yeah, he's where the people that vote are going to have to make the decisions. They're the ones that are going to decide. 
who's going to be on the ballot. I thought it was rather interesting, though, in this polling that even in South Carolina, now South Carolina is whose home state? Nikki, Nikki Haley. Yeah. yeah. She was the governor of, of, of South Carolina. In Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina, which votes on February 24th, Trump is up 30.2 points at 52%, with Haley in second place at 21.8, and DeSantis polling at 11, according to Real Clear Politics averages uh, through January 3rd. Trump holds his massive lead and likely begins collecting the majority of the delegates in the early voting states, which bring him closer to the number needed to secure the GOP nomination, which they will start tracking pretty quickly now. But in well, the I, meantime, I, think, I, I think, Brad, the thing with this, the differences, if you will, between Trump and Nikki Haley is Trump has been there, done that. He's delivered. Exactly. I think a lot of people kind of sort of trust what Trump is saying. That's why you have him leading in these polls. That's why he has this support. That's why he still has a very large uh, contingency, if I dare say, of mega. And what's Nikki Haley done? And who are her donors? Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the other thing that comes out is that, you know, she's being donated. The big dollars are coming from organizations that are not really very conservative and in some cases absolutely uh, not conservative and they why are they doing that why are they uh, because they want they also want to defeat Donald Trump and like was brought out all these lawsuits are for no other purpose than to try to sidetrack him get him off the trail and it isn't working so far anyway we got to go to CBS news we'll be back shortly with more Friday edition sound off right here on 610 KDAL CBS News Brief. Will Nikki Haley win over independents who can vote in next week's GOP presidential primary in New Hampshire? This voter has decisions to make. I'm close to feeling confident about her in terms of my vote. I'm a registered Democrat, but I feel like I will change my party to independent. Maine's Secretary of State is asking that state's highest court to weigh in on her decision to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. KDAL. KDAL time is 1144, minus 2 in Ely, Minnesota. It's going to be cold today in Ely, Brad. Uh, Might get to 1 above. And then tonight, they're going to turn around and go back into the deep freeze. 14 below is the forecast low for tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow, Saturday, sunny and 7 above in Ely, Minnesota. Wow. Home of the Timberwolves. What about the Timberwolves? I said Ely, home of the Timberwolves. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. They are the home of the Timberwolves. Well, you know, let's let's wrap this up about uh, what's going on with Trump because it's coming out that he's leading more and more in polls all over the country. And when you look at these these court cases that we talked about, Kenny, you're absolutely right. It's just I I believe it's a bunch of Democrats that have said we got to stop this guy somehow. We got to we got to find a way to pile on him 
And that's basically what's happened in court this week in New York City. The civil defamation uh, damages trial stemming from E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit that alleges that he sexually attacked her in a department store dressing room in the 1990s, early 1990s. Trump has denied any wrongdoing. In fact, he has said, I absolutely no idea who this woman is. Uh, He has testified in this case. She originally filed suit, and the jury in the first case said, well, we kind of believe her, and he's going to have to pay charges, even though she has never proved that she was actually raped. She never went to the police at the time. The first time this came to came to view was when she wrote a book, and then she happened to release the excerpt from the book early on about Donald Trump so that the book would sell, in my estimation. Um, now, in addition to that, we've got Lydica James filing uh, suits in New York. Uh, she she claimed, claimed that Donald Trump and his business empire inflated his financial statements and deceived banks. Again, as I said the other day, and as other people have said when they've called the show, even attorneys, who was harmed? Who has filed charges? Who has come forward and said, I was harmed by something Donald Trump did as far as what he claimed to uh, the worth of his empire was? Nobody has come. There's nothing there. In the meanwhile... Special Counsel Jack Smith's election interference trial is set to begin March 4th, the day before the March 5th Super Tuesday primary contests in Alabama, Alaska, American Samoa, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, etc., etc. That has been a pause Uh, on pause due to a review by appeals court and possibly the U.S. Supreme Court on Trump's argument of presidential immunity. Trump has pleaded not guilty to all those charges. So anyway, we've got all of these things going on. And in the meantime, his polling numbers continue to do well. He continues to wrap up wins. So is it doing harm? I don't know. I just made a discovery. I just made a... Interesting discovery, Brad. What's that? Uh, gazing out the window of the KDAL studio, I could hear an engine revving, revving, and maybe tires. Somebody stuck, sure enough. Hmm. There's a young lady in a small pickup truck. It appears to be a Chevy S10. Um, okay. And she's on the avenue, and I think she's about to get out of there. She's been gassing. Oh, she's still there. Anyways, uh, on the other side of the avenue... I notice a young man get out of his car and look over there, and he's just looking at her and looking at her, and I'm thinking, well, he's probably going to go try to help her push. Another young man gets out of the car and a younger woman, and if I had to guess what generation they are, they're Generation Z. You know, they're in their early 20s, Generation Z, the uh, the iGen. Okay. And they're all looking over there, and I'm thinking, what's going on? Well, here comes comes the rescue. They're going to go over and and push her out. It'd It'd be nothing. And they didn't. They walked past and they kept going because they had to go get their coffee at the coffee shop. Brad. Oh, sure. Of course. And I thought this right here is the stark contrast between our generation, Brad, maybe even millennials, dare I say, maybe even Generation X and this generation. We would have yeah. ran over to that woman and started Push pushing her. that truck. Yeah. 
Not only that, we would have told her how to drive the car. Don't turn the wheels that way. Turn exactly. them this way. <laughs> but, you know, they had their hair was probably gelled. And I could tell they had the ankle, uh, the anklet ten, uh, socks with the, their nice white tennis on, shoes yeah. and oh, their sure, hands. Sure. They couldn't get their hands dirty because they still had the, uh, the aroma of the uh, aftershave that they used. <sighs> Fooey on them. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You twerps. Oh. She's well, still out there. She's stuck. They could have easily pushed her out of there. Now, is she stuck to a point where there's t- cars close to her? Yeah, she, she can't, can't back up, and she can only okay. go forward. And it's a slight well, incline out there. But they, those three people, those two guys, easily. They could have shoved Could have helped get her out themselves. of there. Yeah. Oh, well. Listen, there's some negative things happening in Duluth uh, business-wise, and I want to tell you about those when we come back after our Minnesota news break. So let's take that, and then we'll come back. KDAL time is 11.54, superior, overcast, three above. We're getting above zero, Brad, uh, but we're going to stay cold for the next couple of days. And, Brad, on the phone, we do have George from Zenith Autoglass. Well, I want to talk to Kenny first. Kenny, have you seen the pictures on Facebook yet? Of the new Zenith Autoglass location in Superior? Well, I have, and I've been by that store. It's a great location you've got there, George. Well, thank you. It is. Uh, Well, I uh, I posted the pictures of... uh, Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say the same thing that Kenny. It's a beautiful location. Talk about it. Well, you know, I put those pictures of the facility on my personal page because I kind of wanted there to be a reveal for our grand opening event, which is uh, February 14th from 4 to 6 p.m. and February 15th from 4 to 6 p.m. So you got a couple different days to choose from. Um, you know, I really just, uh, we put our heart and soul in this. And, and now you've seen what it looks like in the inside. Now you can understand why it took us so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous inside. Not only gorgeous, but the shots that you do of the inside of the uh of the actual work area. Uh you can see the equipment, you can see the technology that's available for people there. It's it's gonna be first class. Yeah, well and that's what I you know, I want our customers to come in and feel comfortable. We've got, you know, snacks and beverages and coffee and cocoa and nice warm fireplace and I just wanted an atmosphere that people could be comfortable when they do decide to wait. But they they never have to wait. They can always uh, take a courtesy vehicle. Uh, we are happy to pick up and deliver a vehicle. We just do whatever it takes to make it an easy process for them. We're here to serve sure. them. Now, your official grand opening, as you say, is, is February 14th and 15th. But are you actually doing work in there now or ahead of time? Yes, Uh we really pretty much started operating Monday, um, but I got the certificate of occupancy from the city today. We okay. went ahead and started early. I, you know, I knew we were. I knew all the. We passed all the inspections, so we were just anxious to get going. So, if, if people in Superior want to call that location now and and uh, set up some service, do you have a phone number for it yet? Yeah, yeah, it's it's got its own phone number, 715-575-5555. Oh, outstanding. So you've kind of kept the 555s. So Duluth, for example, if you call Duluth for glass service, it's 218-275-5555. And if you call Superior, it's 715 
575-5555. Pretty easy to remember. Five-star safety, five-star satisfaction. Love it. Now, George, give the location address again, if you would. I want to make sure I write that down so I've got it when people want to know. Well, the address is 2803 Banks, but the easiest way to explain it, it's right off the corner of 28th and Tower. If you see Quick Trip, you can see us. Yep. Yep. Okay, super. So so you're open. So if people, people over in the Superior area, if you've got glass needs now, you can call Superior. Uh, you'll have local people answering the phone. You'll have local technicians that will be doing the work for you in a beautiful, fantastic uh, first-class facility at 2803 Banks Avenue, 715-575-5555. But in the meantime, continuing to do work at the original facility, which really started the whole operation off in a in a just a great atmosphere, uh, at thirty eight oh two Trinity Road, and that number is two one eight two seven five 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 five. You know, George. Sometime we'll have to talk just about just about how you grow a business because you guys did it so well. You did it perfect. Anyway. Thank you so much. Uh, Zenith Autoglass, first class in the Northland. We'll be back with our number two coming up shortly here on Sound Off on 610 Friday. <laughs> 